0: okay everybody you're listening to dames not damsels dames not damsels and today we are talking about the five love languages Ooh. <laughs> so the five love languages is a book written by gary chapman Um, And it kind of blew everybody's mind when it came out because people realized that people express their love differently. Weird how that happens. (laughs) So there's kind of this chasm between people when you express your love in one way and the other person has no idea that that's how you're sharing that that love with them. And they're trying to express in another way. And then there's this just like this break between people.
1: You mean we're not the same? (laughs) What does that even mean?
0: Everyone is different? What?
1: No, that can't be. (laughs) (laughs) So what, what are the love languages? The five love languages are acts of service, words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts, and quality time.
0: Awesome. So can you explain
1: a little bit about what those mean? Yeah, so quality time is nothing says I love you like full undivided attention. So putting your phone down when you're around people, talking to them, engaging in quality time with somebody. I mean, literally, it's it, it's about as basic as it can get. Is just giving somebody your undivided attention. Okay. Um, another one: words of affirmation. Um, their compliments, their I love yous, um, hearing the reasons behind love and um, that's what really gets them excited makes them feel like they're loved. Basically it's it's a little bit of a something like that that makes somebody feel really warm and cozy and fuzzy inside <laughs> and we like to hear how good we're doing. I feel like a lot of people really, really fall in line with that one. Okay. Um, Another one, physical touch. That one, uh, pretty obvious. Um, Hugs, pats on the back, holding hands, thoughtful touches on the arm, shoulder, face. Those are all actions that can happen for somebody who enjoys the physical touch, whose love language is physical touch. That's Mm -hmm. something that shows them that you really care about them. Mm -hmm. Acts of service. That one's another one that's pretty easy. Doing a unexpected chore or Going above and beyond one day, or going and telling somebody, "Let me do that for you." It's not coming off as laziness or broken commitments or something like that. They they like to see that you're doing something for them. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then also receiving gifts. Woo Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> um, it's basically just it's not really materialism. I don't think. I feel like this is more of a unexpected. Items just like the unexpected acts of service, mm-hmm. unexpected items given to show, Hey, I was thinking about you when I saw this, right? Um, I took some extra time out of my day to go and grab this for you because I knew that it would make you happy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so that's kind of how I associate the receiving gifts as a love language,
0: yeah. And I can see that there, I could see how people might look at the if you're not a gifts person, you could look at that and go, Well, that's that's materialistic, how is that love? But, um, I am a huge gift giver and I get a great amount of joy from thinking about that person, knowing what the perfect gift is, kind of listening for clues and context clues in conversation about something that like might be pleasing to that person and then surprising them with that. And for me, that is such an expression of love. And, and if you're not a gifts person and you don't see that, um, there's just... I guess there's just a, a divide in language there because you know, all this thought and time went into it. And if somebody did
1: that, and you're not a gifts receiver, so be like, well,
0: well thank, thank
1: you. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And I do understand how people could see it as materialistic, but at the same time, it there's so much more. It's the thought behind the gift versus the actual gift itself.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So with words of affirmation, There, I could see both sides of that, too. So if you're not a words of affirmation person and someone keeps telling you over and over like, oh, I love you. You're this and that. And this is why I think you're great. If you're not a words of affirmation person, that can feel shallow and and you might feel like, you know, those are just words. That doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But if that's how you're expressing yourself and your love and it's going unrecognized, I could see how that might cause an issue in a, a relationship
1: yeah absolutely especially if you're an acts of service type of person because it could be the oh well actions speak louder than words (laughs) haha play on words here (laughs) um i could see that happening as well um i feel like it's easy to understand all five of these love languages if you really look into them and you really get to the heart of what they mean because with the words of affirmation um If somebody is not receiving those, you can be doing a million things. You can be completing tasks during the day. You could be bringing home, say, bringing home the bread. Mm -hmm. But if you're not telling this person how much you care about them, how much you're appreciative of what they do, they could not feel the same things that you're trying to portray. Right,
0: right. Well, and I can see that being a big thing, too, in a relationship if somebody is a doer, Um, and they're they're trying to just, you know, maybe they work really hard or they, you know, do this, that, and the other to make sure everything runs smoothly. But if somebody's not seeing that and they're like, you're never home, I'm a quality time person and you're never around me because you're constantly working to make this ship go. Like (laughs) I, I can't, I can see so many, so many relationship splits in that area.
1: Yeah. So my husband is actually both of those. He's an access service and a words of affirmation type of person. Okay. So, He likes to do something for you and then he likes to hear that what he did was good. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's not really like a I need to feel good about myself. I need to be recognized for what I'm doing. But it makes him feel better and it makes him feel like what he did was worth it. It makes him feel like what he did was good. mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, he's he's actually both of those. (laughs)
0: That's so funny.
1: Well, and so I think
0: that the way that you receive love can sometimes be different than the way that you show love.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and, and by the way, you can take this test online. Um, where can they take it?
1: At fivelovelanguages.com, And you can actually also buy the book on that uh, website there, or you can just go to audibletrials.com forward slash dames, not damsels. You get a free 30-day trial, you help out dames, and you get to read this really awesome book
0: not an obvious plug.
1: (laughs) Such a good point though. Please go do that. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, take the, take the test, see where you're at on the scale here. um, And it'll kind of help you understand what we're talking about a little bit more. But yeah, I absolutely agree with that because I definitely show love by giving gifts, but Mm -hmm. my love language is actually quality time. Um, gifts is actually my very last one. Receiving gifts is my absolute last one. But I show love in giving them just like you were talking about where you spend a lot of time getting to know the person and selecting the gift that you know is really going to make them excited. And I love seeing the reaction on their face. So the way that I show my love is giving somebody a gift.
0: Mm hmm. And that's probably what you like about Christmas
1: is every it's like forced quality time everyone. Yeah. Exactly. With each other. Christmas is literally the perfect time for gifts, for giving gifts and having quality time. <laughs> literally, that is like the epitome of what <laughs> Christmas at my house is. That's awesome.
0: Um I am a uh, words of affirmation person, so I love to hear, you know, oh, I was thinking about you or
1: oh, like you did a really awesome job you on a really a cool thing. website. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Thebardpodcast.com. Go take a look. She did a really cool job on that. <laughs> this is like not even just regarding the love languages. It's really cool. Go take a look. Oh, thanks. <laughs>
0: um, so, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a words of affirmation person. And then in, next in line is physical touch and then quality time. Um, but at the... Very, very last little guy. Um, it's an acts of service, and I think I got a one out of ten on that. <laughs> and so what was interesting to me when I took this test is I have never understood the the acts of service thing. I didn't realize it was a love language. I've just, you know, I've seen people who will be upset with their partner, and then their partner just, like, does a thing, and then all of a sudden that they're not upset anymore. And I <laughs> I, I always felt like... I don't know, I just, I didn't understand that it was a love thing. Like, I just was like, oh, you're getting somebody to do something for you. Cool. Right. Weird. But having taken this test and an understanding that people express themselves differently is just a, a really big eye-opener for me, and I think can bring people together in a way that is unexpected.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um. Mine, I, so my primary one is quality time. I got 11 out of 11 out of the 30 questions I answered with a quality time response Um, and then 10 out of the 30 questions. So literally only shorted by one is physical touch. Um, I really, really, really like being around people and I'm a hugger. I'm I'm literally a typical mom. (laughs) Let's spend time together and just love each other around a a table for hours at a time. I'm I feel, I feel like those two do go hand in hand pretty well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, physical touch, kind of explain that physical touch isn't always a sexual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is some small physical gestures such as giving someone a hug or touching their arm or...
0: Well, I mean, I
1: I can really relate to
0: that because I, there's moments where I'll be having a conversation with somebody and then I'll just like reach out and pat them on the shoulder or, or grab their arm and it's almost like a, I see you. Like for me, it's like I hear what you're saying and I connect with that, it was when I like grab onto that person and, and show them that. So I think actually, before I took this test, if I had to guess on what I was, I would probably have guessed a physical touch person. Um, ever since I was a little girl, I was like always, you know, holding people's <laughs> hands and hugging on them. And I remember when I was a little kid, I wanted to, like, give adults back massages all the time because I felt like they would feel like, Better. oh, they love me. And, and this makes me feel. So whenever somebody was stressed, I would come up and just, like, give them a little shoulder rub. Cute. <laughs> Cute little baby Laura. Yeah. Given shoulder rub. Totally. But um, apparently I'm a words of affirmation person. And I actually have a very hard time talking about myself or expressing Uh, my needs. And I almost get a little bit uncomfortable when there's too much attention on me. I get like a little bit embarrassed. It's hot. But it's also like, yeah, it's hot. I'm sweating. (laughs) Uh, Don't talk about me. (laughs) Um, But when I do receive that, even though it's a little bit like Google, that makes me feel weird. It's also like (laughs) makes my heart flutter. Like it it, like feels really good. So I have to like, I think it's um, realizing my needs and then accepting
1: it, you know? Yeah. So Hey, you could take this test and learn about yourself.
0: Weird. <laughs> you you <heard>. <laughs> we do a lot of these. <laughs> yeah, apparently we're obsessed with these personality things. Learn about yourself. <laughs> um, in fact, if you have already taken your Myers-Briggs personality test, I, uh, I was able to find a website that expresses the likeliness of the way that your um, Myers-Briggs personality type might express their love. Which is super cool. Which is super cool. Um, So for yours, Brie, the INTJ, quality time comes up first at 38.39%. Which is my first one. Which is your first one. Crazy. (laughs) Um, And then second is acts of service. And then uh, third is uh, physical touch, which are a little bit off for you, but um, the the quality time thing makes sense. (laughs) And then for Ian. ENFPs, which is me, the words of affirmation is super important. And that's also me. And then uh, in a close, close second is quality time and a close third is physical touch. So those are pretty accurate, I would say. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that the way that you think might change the way that you express love.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the reason why we really keep coming back to these personality tests and why we like doing them so much is because we want to get to know ourselves and we want to be able to appreciate the person that we are and it's really easy to only focus on one thing whereas with these you can see not only yourself and learn about yourself but you can learn about others around you. That way when you are in a situation where you don't really understand where somebody's coming from, you can take a step back and be like, Oh, okay, I understand. That's what makes this person tick. That's what makes this person feel better, that's what they're going for, this is what they're trying to portray to me, Mm -hmm. and now I can adjust the way that I interact with this person.
0: Definitely, and what a cool cool way to broaden your view of the world and and kind of take a moment to look through the lens of somebody else. Exactly. Um, I think the other reason I like it so much is there's such a men think this way, women think that way stigma that like, oh, you're just doing that because girl. But we all are different and we're all unique and it's nice to remember that. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Exactly. The best part about the five love languages is there's there's not really like, I don't feel like there could be a bias in women are more like this and men are more like that. Mm-hmm. I know tons of women who are acts of service people. And I also know tons of men that are acts of service people. Mm-hmm. Um, same with quality time. I mean, you... There's really no gender bias in the love languages. Mm -hmm. It's really just what makes you feel better, Mm -hmm. Um, what makes you feel loved.
0: Totally. And actually, I was kind of looking for some percentages on whether women fall more into one category or another. And um, I found an interview with the writer of this book, and he was, like, kind of turned off by that idea. Like, somebody asked him, (laughs) "Is, is a woman more likely to be this or that? And he was like, I mean, that's kind of making
1: a big assumption, and I like to look at the love languages as non- non-gender. non mm-hmm. um, There's no one way of thinking, no matter what your gender is, no matter what you identify as, it's, that's just who you are and what you like. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, I, I feel like that's really awesome that that's how he responded to something like that. Um, sure. Because it's easy to fall into, oh, yeah, I mean, women could really like quality time because they're women and they like to together around the dinner table um (laughs) (laughs) um, but i i do i really like his response to that
0: right when i think about acts of service um my personality type is such a i need to do that myself i'm an independent lady (laughs) and so the thought of you know i don't have time to do this thing and somebody going i'll do it for you you're just a girl. I can do that. Like, obviously, that's not their thought process if that's how they express their love. Right. But that's how I have sometimes accepted that or or uh, responded to that type of behavior is like, I don't need you to do that for me. I can do that myself. That's crazy. I'm a strong lady. I can totally take care of this.
1: Laura flexes.
0: Laura, I, t- I'm, I am flexing. <laughs> if you sign up for our Patreon, you can see us on video flexing about... <laughs> What a strong, independent woman I am. This is the best
1: plug episode ever. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I I see where you're coming from in that. that, And I I feel like a lot of women do struggle with that because sometimes I feel the same way. Um, I do feel like there's a fine line, though, Mm because there's been plenty of times where um, the first instance that comes to mind is I was helping set up a new retail store that was coming in and they were brand new. They were bringing in all of their product and stuff like that. And I was unloading some of the boxes from a truck. Well, I had just gotten back from the military and I felt big buff bad. I was the coolest (laughs) lady around. And I picked up three boxes, three big boxes. My chin barely fit over the top of them and I was carrying them inside. Yeah. And One of the managers that was overseeing all of this, he comes over and he goes, why don't you let one of those strong young men carry a few of those boxes for you? And I was like, no, I can do it. And I got an attitude. I was mad that he had said something like that. I feel like that's not an act of service at that point. I feel like that is definitely more so demeaning than than saying, hey, I'm going to carry that in for you because... There's nothing left. I want to help you out. That way you can carry in something else. Or that way it's a little bit easier on you. I see you're struggling. Let me help you. Definitely. Um, At that point, I wasn't struggling. They were literally really light boxes. It was just <laughs> they looked really big. Yeah. And I was so offended that he thought that I couldn't do it myself. That I wasn't capable of carrying in three boxes. And that sounds so stupid, so small. But it was something that really like lit a fire inside of me and I was mad. <laughs> yeah, not girl. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to talk to him the rest of the time because it's like you, you just made me feel like less than another person because of my gender.
0: Yeah. And I'm i am not going to lie to you. Pretty much every time I move, I that's I'm like a let's get this done type of person. Like <laughs> it's almost harder to me to carry one box at a time over a longer period of time than it is to just hurry up and get them through. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I get that kind of response every time I'm helping somebody move as well. Mm-hmm. And I, okay, so I say I'm not an uh, acts of service person except for I feel very strongly that um, the two things that, that make a good good friend or, or a good partner um, is if somebody's moving, you help them move. And if somebody needs a ride to the airport, you give them a ride to the airport. And so I always am very... I like make sure I'm that person that provides those two services <laughs> but I'm like I don't understand acts of service oh, except for that I, I do them so <laughs> except for wait mind. that's something that I
1: actually do
0: <laughs> I but think- uh yeah I definitely like help people move and then I make sure to be the most helpful mover and I'm like carrying 19 boxes at a time and I've got like the Dr. Seuss
1: stack coming through <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely well I mean and We can go back to the website that you built for the bard it was that's a very acts of service type of thing that took a lot of time for you to do and you weren't doing it in a selfish manner it was i'm doing this for the podcast network i'm doing this for dames not damsels but also there's something larger that i'm doing this for it's not just me that's benefiting from this so that's definitely acts of service as well that's true um i think that everybody could kind of find themselves in a certain area, whether they're giving it or receiving it as a love language. Mm -hmm. Everybody has that one thing that it's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I guess I do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we all do these things a little bit and we all can relate to one another if we took the time to realize in which way we express them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we've talked a lot about the acts of service and um, receiving gifts and words of affirmation. So I kind of want to talk about Physical touch. Okay. Um, In regards to physical touch, I am a cuddler. I really like cuddling, mm-hmm. but I've been with people that don't like cuddling. I've been with people who would prefer to just kind of have their own space. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of people that are like that, that just don't want to be touched. They're not about that kind of a life (laughs) yeah and when i am around somebody that i don't know very well i'm the same way when they touch me it's kind of like oh okay that's weird what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) so even though that's a really strong love language of mine it's very niche in my group the people that i consider part of my circle yeah um but if it's somebody walking down the street, I do something really cool and they come over and they put their hand on me. I'm like, oh, okay, this is real weird. <laughs> Don't do that thing you're doing. Yeah. So just like you with the words of affirmation, how it kind of makes you hot and sweaty. You're like, oh God, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I'm really weird. <laughs> it's the same way with the physical touch with me. I, I feel so uncomfortable and weird about it when yeah. somebody that I'm not close to gives me that portion of my love language. (laughs) Yeah
0: I think because you put such value on it it's it feels weird
1: coming from the wrong person or the wrong type of people. Right and I mean falling in line with my INTJ personality test I'm an introvert. (laughs) I like alone time but I like alone time with the people I like. (laughs) Yes that makes sense. Yeah I mean I me and my husband spend so much time with you and and Rob, and it's, I mean, the reason why is because we enjoy that time with you. Whereas if it's somebody that I don't necessarily enjoy or that I don't necessarily have as part of my inner circle, mm-hmm. I spending time with them is not really a priority to me. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like it does definitely it is something that you hold to a higher regard and therefore sharing it with people that are not within that close-knit circle of yours is, is difficult. Mm-hmm. It becomes almost foreign. Totally.
0: It, and it, it definitely does. And I think I've, I've experienced similar things with that where, um, you know, the words of affirmation are very important, but I wouldn't have realized that about myself because I wasn't letting people in. And so as if somebody said something th- that affirmed me, I was just like, okay, yeah, that doesn't mean anything because it's not coming from somebody that matters. But as I start to let people in and then I start to feel that, I'm like, oh, I do really need this. This is important to me. <laughs> Whoa, I'm learning things.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's really cool. Um, Kind of talk about where that could, where the shift could be in that and it could be um. A negative thing if they're not getting that type of response Mm -hmm. um so first one where is quality time in the vernacular of quality time nothing says i love you like full undivided attention being there for this type of person is critical but really being there with the tv off fork and knife down and all chores and tasks on standby makes your significant other feel truly special and loved distractions postponed dates or the failure to listen can be especially hurtful quality time also means sharing quality conversation and quality activities
0: yeah, I can I can relate pretty strongly to this one. Um, f- for me, um, being near somebody isn't the same as, like, really getting to connect with them and to know them. And I think a lot of people, you know, spend time where, you know, they, they're on their phones or, or even just, like, watching TV together. I think if you're a quality time person, like, that's all fine and good, but
1: you need that, like, conversation and connection afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, with this being my primary one, I actually, one of my biggest, I guess one of the things that hurts me the most is when I get really excited, say I've made plans with somebody to go and hang out with them, and I'm really stoked to go and do that. I've literally set, a t- set aside this time just to spend with that person, and I've gotten all sorts of ready, amped myself up for it, can't wait to do it, and then it's canceled.
0: yeah yeah, by the
1: person and that really really stings for me because it's like okay well why and if I feel like their response as to why they've canceled isn't something that is really important or if it's not something that I feel should have been put above that time it's really hard for me to not get upset about it Mm -hmm. and and I mean genuinely upset like okay, well, why? I don't understand why it is that you're spending time with that person, but not me. Mm -hmm. Or why is it that that event took precedence over this one that we were going to go and spend time together and do? Mm -hmm. Um, That actually has happened a few times in friendships of mine, where I'm really excited. I want to see this person. I can't wait to see this person. And then all of a sudden they decide to go and spend some time with somebody else. And I'm like, okay, well, wait. Hi, I'm still here. Yeah, I want to hang out with you too. I, I don't understand why it is that I'm not getting this time but somebody else is right. Um, so yeah, that's that's a big negative is it's really hard to understand that it's not all about just the quality time that you want with that person that they also want want and seek time with other people as well. Um, and canceled events aren't always a personal
0: right thing right. Well, and the thing that comes to mind for me is um, quality time is super important to me, but I'm like kind of scattered and all over the place and um, I'm not a planner. I, I like to have that like spontaneity, quality time that just happens naturally. And I actually get really stressed out if people are like, we have to do this, this and that at this time or else. Um, and that like that makes me not feel like it's quality. It feels like forced time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And so when I listen to your story, I feel for your side for sure. But then I'm also like, maybe they just maybe they just got stressed at all the planning <laughs> <laughs>
1: and they still love you. <laughs> yeah. And that's I feel like that's where it is such a negative for the people who have quality time as their primary love language. Because it's not always a personal thing. It's yeah. Sometimes it's literally just there's nothing that can be done about it, but it feels so personal right. to the person who has that as their love language. Um, and it's not necessarily something that is good. It's not something that I enjoy about myself, but it's true. I, I do get that way Yeah. far too often. More often than I care to admit. <laughs>
0: um, well, it probably helps to realize that about yourself, though, so that you can take a step back and,
1: yeah. and go, oh, okay, that's not me. Right. Yeah. Um, the the next one that we can go over, since it's your primary love language, <laughs> is words of affirmation. So yep. this one is actions don't always speak louder than words. If this is your love language, unsolicited, unsolicited compliments mean the world to you. Hearing the words, I love you, are important. Hearing the reasons behind that love sends your spirits skyward. Insults can leave you shattered and are not easily forgotten. Kind, encouraging, and positive words are truly life-giving.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got stressed <laughs> about talking about myself again. Um, no, those, those are really accurate. It feels really good to know why somebody feels a certain way, like... Um, when I hear the words, I love you, or that was a good job, I actually really crave, well, like, what part of that? Like, why did you like that? <laughs> T- tell me, like, th- the second part of, of this sentence, but I-, I won't ask for it. So I just go, oh, thanks, and then change the subject. But in my brain, I'm going, I wonder what they liked. <laughs> what-, what was good about that thing? Tell or... me the specific second. And I think part of that, too, is um, I really... Liked the connection part and like knowing what somebody likes so that I can keep being, I hate using the word people pleaser, but with the people that I'm close with, I really like to, to keep doing the things that make them happy or that they, they enjoy. So if I knew like the second part of that, I love you because, or you did good because if I knew that second part, I could find other ways to do that thing <laughs> and um, further that connection, I think.
1: So I feel like in in regards with this one, insults, I mean, that nobody likes to be insulted. Yeah. But do you feel like since your primary love language is words of affirmation, that when you receive insults, that it kind of hits you a little bit harder, especially in something that you've spent a lot of time and energy creating?
0: Um, it's hard to think of a, of a specific time of being insulted. Um. Because we're adults now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think that because I place so much value on words and language, if um, somebody puts something in a way that that maybe is misinterpreted, that I can
1: kind of stew on that. And um, And I mean, it, this is kind of more so in regard in correlation with somebody that you really care about. So yeah. like say somebody that you're really close to um, insults you. It, whether it be intentional or accidental, mm-hmm. um, do you feel like you're more sensitive to that, or like it's something that affects you a little bit more? I think more than the insult, um, what I'm sensitive to is the
0: the lack of of acknowledgement. I don't I, f- I don't think I take insults seriously or even really notice them. But mm-hmm. when I guess when people aren't careful with the way that they they speak to you and their words. Um, And it's I don't think that loved ones insult me, but they can misspeak and um, misinterpret if they misinterpret and say aloud that thing that they've misinterpreted about me. I, I think that I can take it pretty personally and I don't say anything about it or or respond to it. But I kind of like hold it inside and simmer on it and probably think about it for years after they've already forgotten what they've
1: said. <laughs> this one time you did this one thing. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. So kind of like a, if you're not receiving the words of affirmation that you f- were hoping for, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of something that sits with you a little bit more. Basically, you're not getting the positive reaction that you had hoped. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of what you were sort of? A little bit I don't I don't know I don't who's <laughs> sweating <This> <laughs> um I I think it's more I know with me that that's kind of where I go with it if I've done something and I'm proud of it and I want somebody that I care about to be proud of it too if I just kind of get the oh yeah it's cool and then that's it yeah. I, I do kind of feel left deserted almost like oh, okay Cool. yeah yeah I was really really excited <laughs> and then sometimes I mean it's not my primary love language but sometimes I'll literally go find somebody to seek out that approval from I'm like telling everybody that I love look look at what this cool thing I did do you like it
0: yeah <laughs> okay yeah just yeah, to get the, that <laughs> yeah to get that
1: happy oh yeah you're doing an awesome job getting the words of affirmation that I had hoped for with the first person that I told mm-hmm. um yeah, I do. I see myself doing that. Mm-hmm. Where if I'm not getting them, I seek them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that I just like put a lot of value on on words and language. And so like if somebody says something that feels negative
1: w- when it should have been
0: a positive, I, I just hold on to it. Right.
1: Um, and then for the next one is receiving gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, don't mistake this love language for materialism. The receiver of gifts thrives on the love, thoughtfulness, and effort behind the gift. If you speak this language, the perfect gift or gesture shows that you are known, you are cared for, and you are prized above whatever was sacrificed to bring the gift to you. A missed birthday, anniversary, or hasty, thoughtless gift would be disastrous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So would the absence of everyday gestures. Gifts are visual representations of love and are treasured greatly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can I can relate to this one. And it's it's pretty high up on my on my list of things that are important as far as love language goes. My boyfriend and I like actively come up with reasons to have extra Christmases. (laughs) And I feel like I find myself listening for context clues in people's conversations. And if they just happen to be like, oh, gosh, I wish I had this thing and they don't even remember that they've said it to me. I love being able to be like, oh, remember that thing that just like accidentally slipped out in conversation? Now you have it
1: (laughs) because I love you. Yeah. This is because love. Yeah. That makes sense. And as a gift giver, this kind of goes back to the words of affirmation type of thing. But as a gift giver, if I've spent a lot of time getting something for you, if I've spent a lot of time getting to know what you like and what you want and I get you something that I really am hoping that you really love... If you just kind of, oh yeah, that's cool, yeah, and shrug it off, it, it stings a little bit. I'm like, oh wait, maybe I don't know you as well as I thought I did. Sure. Um, so I can see that as a, a gift receiver. If okay. somebody were to just kind of like thoughtlessly, give you something, and I've had that happen where, people that I thought really knew me, getting me a gift, and it's like, why? I've literally <laughs> never shown any interest in this thing. I don't understand the purpose. <laughs> behind getting me this thing sure <laughs> so it, it does make sense as somebody who has that as a primary love language if you receive something that you feel is thoughtlessness or thoughtless um that you almost kind of feel as though you weren't really appreciated that you weren't their priority as far as like actually purchasing a gift that you would know that that person really wants
0: yeah I really value like a handmade gift. If somebody's like put some craftsmanship into it, it doesn't need to be expensive or um, you know, it doesn't have to be store bought, but when somebody like spends time on a thing, I'm like, "Oh, that's they they took the like I wonder how long this took and they did that thinking of <laughs> me the whole time." Um, and so I think that's the type of gifts that I like to give too is like something that, you know, I had to sit down and like think about and go, "Here you go. This was for you." And and I, I did made it. This thing. Yeah. Look at I made this. <laughs> it yeah. took me this many hours and the whole time I was like humming your name, <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> that makes sense. And I mean, I I really like crocheting and mm-hmm. I will literally crochet until my fingers bleed to get something done for somebody. Yeah. Um and so when I do that and I give somebody something and I don't get the response that I feel like I should be receiving from it or if I feel like I would give if somebody gave me something like that, yeah, then I, it, I do kind of take it to heart a little bit. I feel like anybody who does any kind of art form when they make something and people don't value it for all of the hard work that goes into it because mm-hmm. they're thinking, oh, well, I could go to Walmart and get this for $10. I'm not going to pay $60 for you even though this took you 10 hours and all these different supplies and it you literally put your heart and soul into making this i don't want it for that much when i can just go get a cheaper version at walmart yeah that was mass produced and there's (laughs) five hundred thousand of them gifts are a strange thing (laughs) (laughs) gifts are weird gifts are weird okay next one is acts of service um can vacuuming the floors really be an expression of love absolutely Anything you do to ease the burden of responsibilities weighing on the acts of service person will speak volumes. The words he or she most want to hear is let me do that for you. Laziness, broken commitments, and making more work for them tell speakers of this love language that their feelings don't matter. Finding ways to serve speaks volumes to the recipient of these acts.
0: I don't understand
1: this one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My husband is, this is his primary. Mm -hmm. Um best example is for a while there, I didn't feel like doing anything. After I had my kid, my hormone levels were crazy. I was not myself and I just kind of wanted to sit. I didn't want to do anything. I was kind of slipping in and out of postpartum depression and you really start to kind of lose any sort of motivation to do anything. And it got to the point where even when he was asking me to do something I just I could not work up the effort and energy to do that and he was he was taking it more to heart than I had thought he was taking it as though I didn't care enough about helping him mm-hmm. that I didn't want to do anything other than hold my child because <laughs> that's pretty much all I did for the first few months of her life As I would sit on the couch and I would just hold her yeah or I would be in the bedroom sitting there holding her and that's that wasn't all that he needed. He needed me to also be helping with things that way when he came home, he didn't have to do them all by himself. Mm -hmm. Um, So he really was the acts of service type of person where if I was doing something, it made him feel like I really cared. It made him feel like I was acknowledging the fact that, yeah, you've been working really hard. You've been doing a lot of things for this household. I'm going to help you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's when we... That was kind of like a tipping point for our relationship after having the baby. Um, It was that he needed help and I wasn't giving that to him. And when I finally realized, okay, this is literally, it's affecting our relationship. Once I started doing it, things got better. Mm -hmm. Things started looking up again. And... As difficult as it was for me to overcome my own issues, it did better both myself and him and our relationship and makes us stronger. Mm -hmm. So now I know when I come home and he's, done all of the dishes, cleaned the house, vacuumed, cleaned all of the upstairs bathroom, done this, that, and the other. And he loves to tell me about it. (laughs) I know that my next words need to be, I appreciate you. And that's where the words of affirmation for him comes in. Yeah. Is where he likes having the acts of service done. He's also a giver of acts of service Mm -hmm. and he likes the words of affirmation in what he's done. Mm -hmm. So if he's done all of these things, he likes it when I tell him, Hey, you've done an awesome job. Thank you for doing that for me. You're appreciated.
0: Right. Yeah. And I I think that I show love by doing that. I think that I show love by doing things for people. But when, you know, if somebody cleans, it's like, yeah, that's that was nice that you did that. But I don't feel it in my heart. For me, it's like, oh, that's cool. I don't have to do that thing right now. <laughs> but I don't feel it like, oh, my God, he was cleaning the depths of my heart. <laughs> Um, But I can appreciate, especially after learning about it, that that's how how somebody feels about it. And now it makes me want to provide that even more Mm -hmm. and to realize that, oh, you are doing that to to make me feel a certain way. Right. And just because that's not my love language doesn't mean that it's not another thing that can bring us closer because I know that that it's yours. Right. Next
1: one is... Physical touch. So for physical touch, this language isn't all about the bedroom. A person whose primary language is physical touch is not surprisingly very touchy. (laughs) Um, Hugs, pats on the back, holding hands, and thoughtful touches on the arm, shoulder, or face. They can all be ways to show excitement, concern, care, and love. Physical presence um, and accessibility are crucial, while neglect or abuse can be unforgivable and destructive. Physical touch fosters a sense of security and belonging in any relationship pretty cool. I, I just get this one. I just understand it. Um, it, you know, if I'm
0: holding hands with somebody or hugging somebody, I could feel it right in my heartstrings. So I, I fully get it. The fireworks after the first kiss type of thing. There you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I, I just understand this one. And so I think, I feel like when I take this test, maybe the numbers would skew a little bit if they were off in one portion of my life or another, but, um, you know, because the the hugging is happening or the um, the, you know, touch on the arm when you do something good or, you know, that sort of thing is occurring. It's not something that I realize is missing. And so I'm not aware of its importance. But I do think that it's it's very important to me. And, you know, even with family members and friends, I'm constantly hugging and showing my affection in that way. Right. And if it was missing from my life, I think that probably this love language thing would be totally skewed and that one would be <laughs>
1: popped at number one. Yeah, that's um, when and it'll get a little personal here, but I, <laughs> I've been in relationships in which physical intimacy was lacking. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that happened, I immediately felt unloved. I felt like I wasn't what they they wanted anymore. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course, those ones obviously failed and there was <laughs> things that were lacking outside of just that. But that was one way of me knowing, okay, this is no longer working. This mm-hmm. is no longer going to be something that works because there's no intimacy. There's no touch. There's no there's no attention to physical receptors. Mm-hmm. I mean, even giving a kiss goodbye. I mean, something as simple as that is... Is really, really important to me. I feel like that's something that if it, like you were saying, if it were lacking, I feel like that would probably be one of my top ones because it would be something I would be genuinely concerned about at the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you, girl.
1: (laughs) Yeah. When it's lacking, it's really obvious and Mm -hmm. it's really difficult to get around, um, especially in intimate relationships with somebody. It's, It's hard to not notice that and not feel that. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not a physical touch person, that's something that is a very important part of relationships. And if it's if it's not there, if there's no spark, then it's easy for your relationship to fizzle.
0: Mm-hmm. And l- unless you're with another, you know, person that that's not important to, mm-hmm. and you can show your love in other ways. But I think what's important to realize, especially if you're not a physical touch person, is that your partner may be, and you, and if you're having some some issues or if you're not connecting that might be something to to look into
1: worth looking into yeah at least to make your partner feel better (laughs) (laughs) i i feel like this love language the the book itself and then the five that were chosen are great tools to learn about yourself and accepting your ways of love as well as your ways of giving love Mm mm-hmm just kind of rounding it back around into the Myers-Briggs test. I mean, once you know yourself, you're more confident in the way that you interact with people, Mm -hmm. just in your own mannerisms. And then again, also with responding to theirs.
0: Yeah, I I think it's so funny the way that you just express that as an introvert, because knowing yourself helps you express that. And for me, I'm an extrovert (laughs) and knowing other people helps me understand them and, So these tools for me are just that, they're tools. Um, I think that your strength is I know me and how I interact with the world and my strength is I know other people me is hard <laughs> but I, I understand other people and it helps me to like step into their shoes and to interact with them better mm-hmm. all the personality tests make me feel like I can understand other people even more and connect with them even better <laughs> <laughs> crazy so I think that's another interesting thing about these <laughs> personality tests that we super nerd out
1: on <laughs> yes personalities <laughs> who are you be comfortable with you <laughs> who are other people? Understand them. <laughs> love your own skin. Love your own fellow person. <laughs> um, Action
0: Plan is just knowing the love languages and knowing your own. Being able to understand that love is expressed differently, connect with everybody a little bit better, and make the world
1: that much of a better place. Get to know you and get to know those who surround you. Yeah, it's important. It is. We have... Quite a few different things going on now. We've had some really awesome upgrades and expansions. Uh, Go ahead and take, if you have have a moment, go take a look at our new website that our awesome Laura had set up for us at thebardpodcast.com. Also, you can access our SoundCloud from there. You can listen to any episodes. And we've also got a patreon setup so if you want to support dames and what we're doing if you like listening to us go on to our new website click on our patreon help us out any dollar amount helps we also currently have a booster setup we're selling some t-shirts trying to raise a little bit more money for what we do here setting up podcasts isn't entirely free as much as we <laughs> would wish that 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 was the case <laughs> so yeah we could really use a little bit of love there Um, And then also, of course, if you have not read the five love languages books, head on over to audibletrials.com forward slash dames, not damsels. Use your free 30 day trial through us, help us out and also get to read this book. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.